Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. This week, we are talking all things Fantasy Premier League, FPL. Obviously, our fantasies this week and a half have quickly turned into a bit of a nightmare with the unfortunate passing of Her Majesty the Queen. Not only the world, but the footballing world has been thrown into a bit of chaos. So this week, we'll be talking all things wildcards, what transfers to do in light of the recent cancellations, and much, much more. Start the intro. So first and foremost, one of the biggest questions being asked in the world of FPL at the moment is when to use that all-important wildcard. Now, no spoilers, but I might have, might, might have used mine a little bit too early. Um, but we'll, we'll come to someone who considers himself the resident FPL expert. Jamie, talk to us. Give us your strategy first and foremost on, on a wildcard, when you're planning to use it and why, and then we'll kind of talk through from there. So I do follow like the FPL community. I do see other people and what their sort of tactics are and people who take the game probably even more seriously than myself in terms of numbers and things. But the one that everyone's been looking at in the community is the after the game week nine wildcard. And that's what I've been going for because that's the international break. So you get a nice longer period with your wildcards and you've seen a good fair amount of weeks of our players performing who you expected to at the start. You know, we would have probably expected Salah to have, you know, a fair few more points here. And it used to be like, at the start of the season, everyone was big at the back. Now it's not so sure. <laughs> Is it big up front instead? So my, I'm going with, I've got this game, last game week, then my wildcard's getting hit. And the transfers will start flowing. Okay. Uh, Just quickly, I was going to say, Reese, we'll touch on you. And then what we'll do uh, for all the viewers, particularly on YouTube, we'll, sh- we'll share our screen so everyone can visually see our teams and thoughts. So, Jamie's going for game week nine, international break. Reese, how are you feeling about your wildcard pick? What, what's your advice on this one? I mean, probably not the best to offer advice, bearing in mind I tend to use my wildcard when I realize I actually have one. Um, I think I think it probably makes sense to probably start applying it now, um, especially because we've got you know a load of players not going to be playing this weekend by the looks of it. Um, so you could be smart, maybe do that. Um, but I think Jamie does hit the nail on the head. The international break is always a good time to do it. it gives you a chance to refresh, reset, and avoid any potential injury issues with any players. Sounds great, guys. Sounds great. Jordan, Jordan um, when do you think of playing yours? <laughs> I think it'd be a great idea to to use it right before all the chaos. Um, <laughs> on the bright side, on the bright side for me, obviously, I used it technically on game week eight. With everything that's seven, happened, obviously, that's that. What's that? Game week seven, didn't you? Oh, sorry. I'm. I'm. Oh yeah, technically game week seven actually. So I've activated on game week seven. Obviously, that's now moved into game week eight because of everything that's happened. Um, Considering what has transpired, it's probably not ideal. Um, we'll get into sharing our teams in a moment. But yeah, for me, obviously, maybe I should have taken Jamie's advice of the international break. But no one could have foreseen the, the cancellations and everything that's happened. So yeah, as we'll, as we'll find out as I'm sharing the screen now, there's a few issues on the horizon um, for myself. Because now, not only have I activated the wildcard, I've now got the cancellation... Um, and obviously, this is breaking news um, 
almost, you know, immediately within the last few hours. We've now got Chelsea-Liverpool cancelled. We've got Brighton v Palace cancelled and Man United v Leeds cancelled. So, a bit of a difficult scenario, but Jamie, this is your current team on the screen now. Talk us through. So, for the people who are obviously on the podcast who can't see this, at the moment, I've got Warding goal, Trent, Cancelo, Diaz, Gabriel, Perisic, Salah, Martinelli, De Silva, Haaland and Kane as my starting eleven with Iverson, Andreas. I can't actually say the name. Ipe Bow, something like that, United player. <laughs> and then even worse, I definitely can't say the Brentford's guy beginning with Derv is what I'm going to call him. because Derv is That's Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good enough to me. So with my game, with this being like the last game week before my wild cards, I've used the chaos to my advantage, really, in terms of I am attacking this week as the sort of I want to try and get big points when other people might be struggling getting certain players out of their team. So from my team, the only two players who are going to start that won't are Trent and Salah. And to be honest, a game against Chelsea wasn't a game I was excited for them anyway. So it's not like it's a massive loss for my game week because it's a tough game. Chelsea probably, Chelsea getting the manager buzz with Potter could have helped them. Means Trent's clean sheet probably goes. And Salad hasn't been performing to what we know of. On that note, let, let's jump right in because this is one of the things that, you know, Trent... In, in terms of the stats, so I believe Salah is now one of the top five players that have been transferred out this week. I've made my feelings on Salah clear, which I'll elaborate on in a moment. You're sticking with your boy Salah. Why are you sticking with Salah when many people are opting to get rid and, and finally sack off Salah? So, to be honest, for this game week, I'm not sticking with Salah. But after I am looking at bringing him back. And if his price does fall, it's going to be better for me. <laughs> so if more people get him out, I'll be happy with it. Yeah. If you look in the midfielders sort of rankings, Salah's still fifth in all midfielders and he's had a poor start, everyone's saying. So to be doing fifth best in midfielders and at a poor start, wait till Liverpool actually get going. And I believe they will. Liverpool aren't, you don't become a bad side overnight. They're getting, this rest might actually help them in terms of players being recovered, like recoveries. So Thiago being one that they see instrumental to their midfield. I think that's going to help sort of the rest of the team. So that includes Salah, that includes Trent. So I still am in the believer of Salah's been the top scorer of this game. For at least four years, it might be more. He's still going to be up there by the end of the season. He may not be top, but if he's not in the top five, I'll be quite surprised. That's fair enough. And and we'll touch on, I get, well, actually first, before we move into Reese's team, is there any major moves you're doing this week? Obviously, you mentioned Trent and Salah aren't playing because of the cancellation. Any player in particular you're, you're maybe transferring in this week and you'd recommend to people? Or one you're really backing to do well? So for this week, 
I'm actually going to go for the treble up of Spurs. So I've already got two with Kane and Perisic. Salah's going out, like I said, and I'm getting Son in. He hasn't started well, but if you look at um, the game against Fulham, he probably on another day would have got two, two goals at least. He had one quality goal disallowed. Um, I can't remember if it was rightfully or wrongly, probably wrongly because of VAR in that whole weekend, just messed up everything. But he's someone I'm going to target because I hate looking at when Spurs score and some sort of, this is obviously previous seasons, Kane just isn't involved and Son's got the goal. And I'm like, for God's sake, I want <laughs> I want Kane. Like, I've got Kane. So I'm going to treble up. I think Leicester have just been poor this season so far, defensively especially. Like you go and concede five to Brighton, you're now going to Spurs, and Spurs have quite a good record against Leicester for scoring goals. So they're the ones I'm looking at. In terms of, um, in terms of sort of like a differential pick, it's quite difficult for this week due to the games being off. But I'm thinking possibly sort of over the next five games. So forget this one, because I'm just going to pick the team that Spurs are going to batter this weekend. <laughs> I'm going for I'm going for Harvey Barnes at Leicester for my differential pick. He's 1% owned, right on the dot. We set ourselves a 1% differential, 1% or lower, and he's bang on the 1%. Because after the Spurs game international break, they've got Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Leeds and Wolves. Now, if Leicester don't step up for them games, they're in serious trouble. And I think at 1%, Barnes could be a great differential. Yeah. And and on that note, although Leicester have been very poor, Harvey Barnes always looks a threat. You know, even the the game I was at, obviously, Chelsea-Leicester, you know, not only did he get their goal, but he was the one who looked like he could make something happen at every opportunity. And I'm surprised actually to hear that. I guess it makes sense because of Leicester's form, but I'm surprised to hear that one. he, he is 1% or less. So, yeah, I, I think Harvey Barnes is a great shot and you'll certainly be hoping for the old school Kane assist and Son, Son assist and Kane, a few repeats of that, um, which to be honest... Clean sheet for Paris. Yeah. It's kind of a, the only problem uh, Harvey is Barnes will score. <laughs> Harvey Barnes will score, yeah, possibly. I was more considering him for after this game week, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. It's a write-off. But That's possibly one for people who use their wild card if you want a bit of a, dif- a differential to help you in your leagues. There you then have I it. I think I should finalise my other... So I have two free transfers. And my other one is Da Silva out. He's Since I brought him in, he's done nothing. And I'm going to triple up on Arsenal as well. So I'm tripling up on Big City, City, Arsenal and Spurs. They're all, that's my basket. That's what it's going to be. And it's going to, I'm going to go with Odegaard. I think he's actually stepping up in terms of the goals and assists for this season. Probably more goals, which for fantasy looks brilliant at 6.5. No, good pick. Big, big, yeah, I guess it makes sense based on the fixtures, those three as well. But all your eggs are very much in in one or two baskets. Reese, let's move on to your team. So talk us through your strategy. You said you're joining Jamie on the on the game week nine wildcard train. Talk talk us through your team quickly. Any tips or advice for people watching or listening? 
Yeah, um, I have been thinking more about actually putting the wild card on sooner, maybe just just looking at that. But but at the moment, just before I make any changes, um, I think Henderson in goal. Um, I, I will probably swap him out for Pope, who is my backup goalkeeper, just because I think favourable fixtures. But at the back, I've got uh, Diego Dallo, Cancelo, and of course Reese James. In midfield, I've got a midfield four of Kulaveski, Luis Diaz. Aronson and Martinho. And I've got a front three of Ivan Tony, Haaland, and Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus. Um, in terms of these, it's it's been quite a hard one because my team's been very up and down. I seem to do an excellent week and then a little bit um lower than expectations the week after. So I don't think many wholesale changes are needed for this team. I think it's more just making sure I've got the right players in for the right fixtures. Um, as you'll see in the subs bench, I've got Damari Gray, for example, and I think he's he's had a good few weeks. I think he might be worth bringing in, maybe even just for this week for Diaz, uh, yeah, for Diaz or, or maybe even Matinho, but Matinho is likely to be playing. So it is, it is a bit of a dilemma there. Um, I would keep, I'm going to keep Ivan Tony in because I think he's not only hit form, but I think he's, he's probably going to bully the Arsenal defence on Sunday. I think I think it'll be right up his alley this sort of game. Um Harlan, you know, I don't need to say any more than that. Um Gabriel Jesus, I think, is one I'm gonna drop. I've had him in since game week one, and I've mainly kept him in due to I've transferred else around. But I think I think if if people that are looking to put Arsenal players in, I would agree with Jamie. I think Udegaard is a better choice. I think he his um goal chance creation has increased. I think he's already got three of those this season, so it'll no doubt get more than that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's the worst team in the world, bearing in mind that we've got a lot of fixtures cancelled. So I think I just need to spend some time and have a think about who I want in terms in terms of this. Um, well, I was just going to say, on the cancellations, it doesn't look at the minute like it's going to make or break you. Um, oh, well... He's got four four out in that starting eleven, so that's a slight concern because he's only got one player on the bench that can. Oh come yeah, in. good point. But I've still got my two free transfers. So he's got two free transfers. So I think having ten players this weekend is definitely not a bad thing. Like if you get eleven, you get eleven. But having ten, I think, is going to be better than a lot of black people. Yeah, that's where I think. Especially if you save your save your wild card or something like that. That's it. If I want to save my wild card, it's not like I'm massively under threat. I'll probably, you know, for example, with the defence, having one defender in is probably not the worst thing in the world if, <laughs> if goals are going to go in, right? So it's not too bad. Um, I think I think Udegaard's probably on my list of putting in and maybe, or maybe just keeping Gray instead of swapping Gray for Diaz. Uh, up front, I'm a little bit torn. Um, I have considered this one to be my sort of Wild card, wild card pick, but um, I think uh, Brennan Johnson might be a good bet for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, um, you know he play against Fulham on Friday night, which chance him to score goals are pretty high. I think he's got two in six at the moment. He looks hungry, so he looks like he's ready to keep scoring. So he might be a good option to put there. Um, there's also a shout for perhaps Neil Mopai at Everton. He's going to have to play. Yes, he's very wonderful. I was going to say the concern Mope is, is will he play? You got Cal. I'm, I'm not sure on the timeline on Calvert Lewin. Gordon, but... Gordon, yeah, Calvert Lewin's not fit yet, and Gordon will play on the wing. 
So Neil Moipo might be a good option if you want someone in for one or two weeks. I mean, they play West Ham on Sunday or, or Saturday, but he could be an option up there because that West Ham defence isn't isn't solid, is it? No, I think Brennan Johnson's a great shout. Um, the next kind of five fixtures, as you said, for Forrester are, are favourable, you know, green and, and one grey on the on the fixture difficulty rating. So, and, and also Johnson, I believe, takes penalties. So, and again, another option. Who, who, obviously, to get him in, you're going to need to, to get rid of Tony Harland or Jesus or Jesus. Who, who's taken the bullet? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Don't even need to think about that. I just think he will. Like, let's be honest, Jesus is not scoring. So, Udegaard is a better choice because he's creating the chances. Yeah. But the chance, them chances are going to go to other players. So, there's an option there. Um, before oh. I tell you what my outside pick will be, I think Gibbs White deserves a mention at Forest. I think he's done very, very well and he played very well when he started again. Well, when he came on against Spurs, he might be a good bet because he'll only get better. Um, but I think my my sort of tip would actually be Joe Aribo at Southampton. Okay. I think he's played exceptionally. Like him as a player. He's big, he's powerful, um, and he's really starting to, you know, come into his own a bit. You know, if you look at the next few games for Southampton, they've got Villa away on Friday, Everton at home after that, then Man City away, which is tough. But with the way Southampton play, Joe Rebo will probably give, you know, the, the sort of City defence a bit of run for their money. Then he's got West Ham at home and then Bournemouth away. So I don't see why he can't play in all five of those games and perhaps get some sort of assist or goal. I think with Aribo, my concern is, is, is he going to start every game? I don't know the exact price of him, to be honest. I've not, I didn't actually consider him. Um, I didn't consider, although saying that, apart from City, you know, Southampton's fixtures, you know, four out of five of them are, are green on the on the FDR. It looks it looks like a not, not a bad shout to pick a Southampton player. It's just, will he, will he start every game for the price? That, that's the point, question. If 5.4 million is sort of his price... So that's when you're looking at comparing him to, say, Aronson that's in your team already. Yeah. And you've got the likes of, um, is it Gross? I think he, he's roughly around yeah. that price. I think 5.7, I, I believe. Sorry, no. Um, McCall- yeah, McAllister for, for Brighton. I think he's 5.5 right. mil at the moment. Yeah, he's around that sort of price. So they're, they're the competition for him. Yeah. But I and think you- Brighton, you could be looking to get away from due to Potter leaving. Yeah. So he's a good player to come in. For Rebo as well, is the only sort of midfielder ahead of him at the moment in terms of points is Ward Prowse, unsurprisingly. I look at the rest of the Southampton midfield and I don't really see much where he is not going to start above them. You know, no, no disrespect, but I, th- I think Armstrong is a good player for them in midfield, but is he going to start that many? Probably not. And I think Rebo's quite versatile as well. I think he plays, I think he could play centre mid on the wing up front, probably wing back if needs be. So you're going to get someone that could cover two positions, really. And then, Reese, finally, from your side, um, Jamie's made his opinions clear on Salah. Obviously, Salah's not in your team. I don't know if he has been in your team at all. What, what's your current thoughts on Salah? Um, it's a tough one. Like I, have, I don't think I've actually picked him yet this season. I've picked Diaz over him. Um, he's been very stop and start, but I think it's because Mane's left. Maybe the burden's on him a little bit more. Um, but I think when uh, Liverpool, I mean, it's when, I mean, or even if Liverpool start getting ahead of steam, 
he's going to be central to that. You know, he probably he's probably going to need one of them games against a team that's pretty pretty poor in order to give him that kickstart he needs. But we're only four or five games in. You know, he used to take Harry Kane four or five games to get a goal. So, so I don't see why Salah won't be a, a worthy pick. You know, I, I think I think a lot of people lost faith in him when they captained him in the nine 0 win over Bournemouth and he didn't get a goal or assist. So that's that's the most disappointing thing I think for a lot of people. But you can't you can't rule him out. You can't rule him out. Fair enough. Well, we we moved on. Last but not least, my team, or, or we'll let you be the judge. Maybe it is the least. Um, so, as as we said earlier on the show, um, I did use my wild card, jumped the gun a little bit. Maybe it was maybe there's a little bit of frustration in there, a little bit of impatience. Um, but this is how my current team is shaping up. Obviously, for the people who are listening on Spotify, my team as it stands. Uh, Pope in goal with Ward as my backup keeper. My defence is Reese James, Cancelo, Trent, Justin and Nico Williams. My midfield as it stands, and obviously this is wildcard, is Sterling, Aronson, Luis Diaz, Rashford and McAllister. And then my front three are Jesus, Haaland and my, my differential, I'll, I'll reveal it early, Dominic Solanke. For Bournemouth, uh, I guess we'll, we'll start with that point. So ownership is just 0.5%. So this is really a, a top tier differential. Um, I'll tell you why. So looking, I'm just going to read you off the, uh, the Bournemouth's next sort of set of games. Pretty much on the, on the FDR, at least the next seven games, none of them are ranked as hard. So none of them are the so-called top teams based on obviously... The, the fancy ratings. So we've got Newcastle away, Brentford at home, Leicester at home, Fulham away, Southampton at home, West Ham away. They're the, they're the next six games. So you look at that and it, and it's quite an appetising fixture list. People, obviously, because of their poor start, because of the 9-0, are completely writing off Bournemouth players. However, they've had a new manager come in. They've looked better um, under the new manager. And also in the last game, correct me if I'm wrong, but Slanky got not only a goal, but an assist. And that's away from home as well at Forest, which, you know, isn't the easiest place to go. So I think, get get your notepad out, write it down. Dominic Slanky, uh, I believe he's only 5.7 million as well. So you, you're backing him to start, which on his form guide looks absolutely likely he will start every game. You know where he's playing, he's up top. Um, and it's pretty reasonable to, to assume that any goals or attacking play that Bournemouth score, he will be amongst it. So there you go. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> moving on to the rest of my team. So I guess let's start with the salad debate. Um, we've all kind of had our, our say on this. I know Salah's a must-have. I know, but at 13 million, it's becoming a burden. Um, for me so I, I've lost patience I've sacked off Salah um, and I'll explain why you know the 9-0 as it did for everyone who had him it was extremely annoying 9-0 at home unprecedented to not even get an assist is just outrageous we missed um, the open goal as well yeah yeah that's just to, just to rub salt in the wounds <laughs> um, and then you know he's not the, the reality is it's not just a lack of points personally for me watching Liverpool's games I know they've had a tough start I don't think he looks as sharp as that Mo Salah of old. 
And we have to accept the reality that at some point, these world-class players and Liverpool fans might hate me for saying this, but Van Dijk, you know, has, has, has again not looked his world-class best this season. So there will be a point where these world-class players, you know, we've seen it with Messi, Ronaldo, they will slowly tail off. Um, it's probably a little bit rash, um, a little bit rash to completely rule him off after five or six games, right? But for me, 8.2 mil Diaz versus 30 mil Salah, that's a big, big difference. Every time Diaz has played, even when Liverpool have been bad, who's the one scoring the goals? Napoli, Diaz. Uh, Palace, Diaz. He looks sharper than Salah. He's younger, he's quicker. And Diaz, in my opinion, is going to overtake Salah. Um, and, and what you'll see here, for the people who can see my screen, sacking off Salah and bringing in Diaz has actually allowed me to get quite, well, I think a very, very solid midfield now. So you've got Sterling for 10 mil, who's playing now in the front three. Yes, Potter, Jamie, you said it, Potter, you know, Potter's an issue, not an issue. With magic, do you? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I still think, regardless of how Potter plays, I think Sterling will still be a big feature and will play. Um, so Sterling, again, he's a midfielder, but he's a front three. Obviously, yes, I'm biased, but I think that's a good pick. Um, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus Rashford, um, annoyingly, I transferred him in before the Arsenal game. So I felt a little sense of satisfaction when he then, you know, I think got two goals and assist or, or a goal and assist, whatever it was. He's now one of the most transferred in players. So that's looking a good choice. Um, and then finally, Reese, I believe you mentioned him. You've got Aronson in there. Leeds' fixtures are not too bad. Um, and he's always he's always going to start based on the way he's playing. Um, so, yeah, for me, I might, I might have done the wild card a bit early, but long-term with this team, I am feeling confident. Um, Haaland, we've touched on 79% ownership for a reason. You, you, he's the new seller for, for FPL, in my opinion. Um, you've got to have Haaland, otherwise you're just going to lose out. Reese Jesus has still got it. Don't rule him off. You're going to win 5-1 against Everton um, and he'll probably get a hat-trick. Uh, and then finally, just on this list, so McAllister at the moment, because of what Jamie said about Potter, probably not going to make the cut. Um, I can't remember who I'm going to bring in, but I can't reveal my secrets, I guess, so you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> um, so that... I think, you've got, I think there's one question here, Jordan, though. Yeah. How many players have you got out now? No, so you've I, don't got... want to... <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> one, two... You've got... What's that? So one, two, three, four, five, six. Six out. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. is concerning, that. Eh? Like so... I said, Reese can have 10 players. You can't... <laughs> I, think, I think when you're pushing like seven or eight players, you're struggling. And especially when you've got Justin there in defence... When I'm saying Spurs are going to batter <laughs> and I've got to be honest, you're more likely to think Spurs are going to batter him rather than him get a clean sheet. You've got to be slightly worried. And with your wild card, you can make the changes. Are you actually considering ripping up the team that you like, you, you like here just because of this game week? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I said it earlier, you know, in, in hindsight, my wild card was definitely too early. I still, obviously, no, no one could have foreseen the issues and cancellations and everything going on. So I don't completely go back on on why I did it. In hindsight, yes, picking wild card 
I, you know, this weekend's going to be a struggle. Maybe a few sleepless nights up, um, working out all the different permutations. <laughs> but yeah, short term for this week, I think I'm going to have to work a bit of magic and be quite, quite strategic with who I take out. You know, looking at maybe Sterling Diaz, taking them out of the team this week, knowing that I can then get them back in next week. Um, so it's absolutely not ideal, but it is what it is. I, I'm going to have to work some magic. <laughs> but it could be, yeah, it could be a bit of a hit for me next week, obviously with the cancellations. Um, and then I do believe this team on, on, on paper at the moment in the next five or six weeks will come out above a lot of other people. But definitely taking a hit this week either way. Um, but there you go. Any 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 final comments? Obviously, we've discussed wildcard for people. We've discussed the, the kind of salad debate. We've dropped a few differentials in the mix. Any final comments from you guys in terms of any recommendations or maybe players you don't think don't think have the value? Um, I think Solanke is a very good pick. I think he's you know he's big and physical as well. So you could play him against the teams that probably are going to play nice, pretty football. So you're probably finding he might rough up you know even City's defense. I suppose he didn't play when they lost to him, but. But, you, you know, he's a good pick. I think James Madison is probably a good choice as well. I know they're playing Spurs at the weekend, but he's After been that, the best be. player, probably. You know, and there's nothing ruling them getting a free kick and him scoring from it. You know, he's, yeah. he's capable of doing things like that. So he's he's probably a good bet, you know, if you wanted. He's a, probably a bit more expensive than Harvey Barnes, but he could be could be an option too. I think with the sort of striker, I'd have to slightly disagree. I think Solanke is going to frustrate the hell out of you, Jordan. <laughs> I just do. Um, if you're going for a cheap, like, I'm not going to say cheap because he's more expensive than Solanke, I think you can't look past Mitrovic because Fulham's games just look look really good and Mitrovic's on form. So there's no reason why he can't continue. He's not going to score as many as he has been because... If he is, but I think some of the top teams in the world are going to try and snap him up for the form he's on. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the form he's in and then the fixtures, they just look too good. So if I was going, like, if I'm going for a third striker, you you sort of pick him with your first two, you're going between Jesus, Haaland, Kane. Then your third, I think it's Tony or Mitrovic, and that's kind of it. Yeah. So that's where I think. But you're looking for a differential you're looking to try and get back up the leagues yeah, um, and see where it is. Actually, one point, if you share your screen again, we need to see the league table. Where are, yeah. where are, we, all, where are we all in this league table? Well, let's do a... It's a bit early, so don't worry. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Who, I would like to clarify that. <laughs> it's going to determine whose advice you'll take, probably. But first and foremost, we've got to give a shout-out to ARFC, Arif Rahman. Top dog, six points clear at the moment. Um, and he's been pretty consistently at the top. So shout out, Arif, if you're watching this. I hope you are. Um, good good start, but I'm coming for you. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you're not so, even on the screen, Jordan, so I don't think you are. Yeah, look, I mean, look, we'll scroll down. Um, at, least, at least I'm on the screen. <laughs> I was sitting in 12th, Reese sitting in 15th, and there's Jordan. <laughs> oh, it's a long way down. Perry, Perry at the bottom. Um, 
it's not happening for you, Perry, so far, but don't give up. Don't give, get Solanke in and, and trust me, you'll go at that table. Um, just on that note, sorry, on the, the more I'm looking at the fixtures with regards to Mitrovic, the more I'm being sold on him. And I've just, I've just had a thought, and this is a live thought. Um, this, is after, this is after he's seen that I'm 12 and he's not. He's 30. <laughs> I may have to reconsider. Better start, better start um, listening to him. <laughs> no, so look, let, let me explain my logic. This, this actually combines both your logic. So I'm thinking potentially looking at Arsenal's fixtures, Brentford away, Tottenham at home, Liverpool at home, Leeds away, Man City at home. That's actually quite a tough five games. So the more I'm, I'm thinking, I think Mitrovic in for Jesus or Jesus save about a mil and then maybe go for Martinelli or Odegaard in the midfield might actually be a better option. Um, you're, you're right in the Arsenal aren't looking great for the sort of after the international break. They're, they're ones yeah. to, you don't want to be tripled up on them anymore. Before, before, this, before this game week, you want to be tripled up on them or at least two. Now you're probably looking at maybe one because having all three is going to hurt you when they're playing the top teams. But then yeah. after that, that's when you think about getting them back in. So it could be it could be Jesus out, like you've both said. But it's um, sorry, just one one final thought I had that I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. Um, and I was contemplating this with a slanky move. Obviously, I would have had to sacrifice a midfielder. Um, Newcastle's new signing, Isaac. Um, he impressed me away at Anfield. And, and as I've said before, if you can do it away at Anfield, you can do it anywhere. He's highly likely to start because of Callum Wilson's injury. He's seven mil, so it's not cheap. You know, you're looking at that Mitrovic, that Tony kind of range. But Newcastle's fixtures, the next five games, fairly favourable. Would you guys be taking a risk or considering Isaac at all? I think you've got to look at this game, this weekend's game before you make the decision. What? see how he plays this weekend yeah. if he starts and he's looking good like even if he doesn't score but he's looking like he's getting in the box crate and getting them chances then yes I think he could be a great great option but the rotation maybe with Wilson could hurt you whereas Mitrovic yeah. and Tony they're just not going to be rotated yeah but then maybe Newcastle go to two up top with Wilson and Isaac so it's more, that's that's where I'd see it. I'd wait for this weekend, but you still got to be a bit wary of him due to yeah. Wilson. No, I think that's fair. Very yeah. fair point. Reese. what's your take on Isaac? Yeah, same. I think Isaac, again, similar to Solanke, he's very tall. So he's got the physicals. Um, he's probably more prolific than, well, he's more prolific than what Chris Wood is probably <laughs> going to be for them. Um, but Isaac isn't a prolific goal scorer. Um, I know he's young, but he, he just hasn't been. I would argue, yes, the rotation with Wilson is going to be a thing. Wilson is more of a big game player, probably. And Wilson is probably... It's hard to explain. Maybe Wilson's going to be more of that goal scorer for them while Isaac gets comfortable. But with his fitness issues, it's going to be Isaac that's going to play over him. So it might be a smart rotation to do every few weeks or so. Okay, fair enough. Well, well there you have it. That wraps us up for our FPL special edition. Now, there is absolutely plenty there to disagree with. Who do you think out of the three of us is going to struggle? Can I turn it around with my wild card? 
and let us know in the comments if you have sacked off Salah or you believe the king of FPL will live long. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Oh, 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 oh,